Good morning. Let's welcome back our lead pastor, Grant. Yeah? Two. Testing, Actually, testing. you didn't know he was missing. He was gone. You didn't even know. Because I didn't miss a Sunday. You, if you hadn't told them, <laughs> I could pretend to be this just like Whoops. working my fingers to the bone. Instead, <laughs> I was on a cruise for four days. For it his 25th wedding anniversary. 25th wedding anniversary, yeah. Hold wow. on. Wait, wait, wait. I think we need a round of applause for Rana. Please stand up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> but it is good to be back. This looks beautiful today, just coming here this morning. It's like simple mm-hmm. and beautiful. And the music, wow, thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Yeah, my name is Grant, and I'm a pastor at New Song. And this is Melody, who I have the privilege to work beside as pastoring in New Song. And uh, you are very welcome here today. This is Advent. Uh, the first candle uh, is the Hope Candle, which we talked about last week, uh, that the... The beginning of the season, we, we kind of consider our longings. Uh, it says in one of the popular carols, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Every hope, every fear, every concern we have, we can find hope and uh, truly an answer to the deepest longings of our hearts in Christ. And Christ is born. Amen. Mm. Uh, we uh, welcome you if you're visiting with us today. Uh, in the seat back in front of you, unless you're in the front row, in which case it's behind you, there are several uh, cards. There's a Connect card. We'd love to know that you were here this morning. Uh, not in some kind of bean counter way, but literally we want to know about your life. We want to connect with you. We believe that the primary thing that we can do, especially in this day and age, is to build relationships. That's where it all comes from. Uh, We talk about being transformed by the Holy Spirit, to follow Jesus, to love people and do good. And every single one of those uh, concepts, goals, uh, is really only possible to be done together with other people. And that's what we are all about, both in this community here and in the wider community of Sarandimas and the surrounding areas. So please fill a connect card in. There's a box at the back and one in the foyer. You can pop that in there. There's also prayer cards we have a faithful prayer team, uh, actually many different prayer ministries at New Song, and we believe strongly that, that is a foundational part of our church. If you have a prayer request, please fill that in. There's things you can check to be anonymous um, or for particular parts of our prayer ministry. Uh, the third envelope there is forgiving. If you are a supporter of the ministry that God is doing in and through us, then we'd ask you you continue to support this ministry. We're en- re- nearing the end of the year, uh, and this is a time when many organizations are asking for you to consider how you might use your resources, and we would ask you to consider us in that too, uh, if you have seen the work that God has done uh, here. Uh, we are appreciative of that. Uh, Melody. Yes. Um, one of the big things that we have going on this week that we will ask you to please sign up for today, today's the last day to sign up for this, is our pantry Christmas drive through Is next, I was going to say is next Christmas. 2024, we're preparing very early. (laughs) It is on Saturday. And so if you have been a part of a drive-thru or a walk-thru, this is on Saturday. And I have many names for you. So if you don't see your name, it's because I printed new ones because they're sitting at my desk upstairs and 
I just didn't run up there to get them today. But if you have signed up, I have your name. If you have not signed up, I don't have your name. And this is, um, we have different stations throughout the parking lot, and it is just a great way to serve our community together. And that is the kind of the you know, heartbeat of our church is just to do things together, to do things well, and to do things that matter, you know, to do things that matter, not just things to do things for the sake of things, but to do things that matter. So I ask that you would sign up for that today. Um, Another thing that matters, like Grant just said, is building relationships, and we were able to do that this week uh, with the men in the room and the women in the room. So we gathered in this room with the ladies, and we had something called My Favorite Things Gift Exchange, and we gathered with middle school, high school, all the way up, and we had a ton of women in here just um, exchanging kind of little Uh, stocking stuffers that they enjoy and just sharing uh, just their favorite treat or their favorite um, chapstick or whatever. But the, the, the great thing about this night is that we were able to learn a little bit about each other and again, build relationships. Where's Adrian? Is she in here? Where are you? I swear I saw her walk in. Leonel, Catherine, are you here? No, she's not here. Okay, you tell her that I am going to buy that chapstick that she brought to that night because it looked so good. And then on the other end of this, of this uh, campus, the men were together with a student ministry's young men, and they had a game night, and they played some drawing game that I didn't quite understand. They played Uno. I heard there was all sorts of good times had. And so, um, again, keep your eye out. Keep your ear open for these events. These are, again, not just events for events. They're events to build relationship, to get to know each other. And the truth is that you, you're going to be able to, you know, kind of get out of church what you put into church. Yes? And we want you to have relationships. We want you to have FaceTime with not just us, not just the people you're sitting next to on Sunday morning, but with everyone. Amen? Amen. Talking of being together on Tuesdays, we have a small group that meets here uh, and in the other building over there on Tuesdays at 6.30 uh, p.m. Actually, we did that a couple of times through the summer, and people had asked, can we please keep doing this? So... We, we've set that up. Uh, uh, Alva and Terry uh, are our faithful leaders in that. It's 6.30 on Tuesdays, and it's a chance. The main priority is to get to know one another. Uh, we, we find Sunday mornings, you know, we can make acquaintances, but to actually go deeper. Um, and there's been some wonderful moments, I think even a breakthrough in prayer with people at those groups. Mm-hmm. So 6.30 on Tuesday across in the other building. And uh, really, it's a chance to, to get to know one another, but also to Consider the thoughts from Sunday morning sermons and uh, to go a bit deeper with that. Um, Lastly, Christmas uh, plans. So on your worship guide, which hopefully you have a copy of, there is no time on there. So I would encourage you to take a pen and pick up your pen and click it. And it's 7 p.m. We're having a Christmas Eve candlelit service. We've got some really special things planned for that night to really invite everyone to enter into the joy, but also the mystery and the wonder of that season. There's so much in Advent um, that, that are levels of different experiences and emotions, and we want to try and invite you in. Like, 
hospitality, like we lay a meal, a table of experiences, uh, encouraging you to really come and meet this season with your, all of your heart. Uh, on Sunday morning that day, we're having our normal time of gatherings. I'm actually going to be leading worship that morning. I, I was almost late for this part of the gathering because I was with the, all the kids going through a little song that we're going to sing on that Sunday morning. Uh, so that will be fun if we encourage them to sing. Uh, they're a bit shy at the moment, but we'll get them in shape. But you guys will be joining in with them. They'll be stomping of feet and clapping of hands. Um, so that's no, 9.30. No kazoos. No kazoos. If you guys were here a couple of Christmases ago, Melody made the terrible mistake of handing out miniature instruments, which were played. And one particular gentleman still has his kazoo and occasionally makes an appearance. And I see Melody, do your kazoo face. I can't, I can't, it's yeah, like okay. a... It's a deep wound. Drama for me, yeah. Yeah. So, regular time, it's going to be a simpler Sunday morning gathering. You may come in your pages if you want to, you know, dress up like that. Um, but we'll be having a, an Advent message and some carols. And then su su Sunday evening, 7 p.m. is the time for our Christmas Eve service. It's one hour come along and enter into the joy of the season together. Uh, let's pray now as we continue on, as Melody comes and shares uh, through her study and prayer and reflection this week, in the second week of Advent. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for this amazing place. We thank you, Lord, for these amazing people. It is astounding how you have formed us. And it is beautiful how you are forming us, that you are redeeming us, that you are transforming us. Lord, we come from all kinds of places this morning, some of which are unbelievably painful. But Lord, we come, we come like children to the place that we have found to be a source um, that nothing else can give us, your own heart, your own presence, your grace and love. And Lord, I pray that each one of us would find ourselves met by you in the next time that we have together, the next 25 minutes, half an hour, and, and the rest of the time, Lord, that you would still our anxious hearts. Comfort us, Lord. Challenge us. Encourage us. Turn our eyes towards you, that we would know that you do all things well, that you are indeed Emmanuel, God with us. Lord, I pray for Melody that you would give her freedom of expression and joy in her heart as she speaks on your behalf. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Melody. Yeah, well, good morning. How is everybody today? Good. I have some assistants coming on stage here. Right here is good, right here, because I'm, I'm going to knock into it. Too close. There we go. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sirs. Just be ready. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. Latest going for the small price of feed Melody. Um, will you guys take this off later? Thank you. 
Um, so, so good to be here. I love, love, love seeing all your holiday attire. Yeah, some of you have come more sparkly than others today. I love it. Mike, you took off your jacket. You have to, you have to see it later. He's, he sparkles more than I did last week. Last week I was pretty sparkly, but Mike and Eileen today just make quite the pair. But uh, some of you more formal Christmas attire, beautiful. Some of you funny t-shirts, whatever it is, I'm just enjoying all of it. Uh, you know that I have an affinity, a special place in my heart for holiday gear. And, you know, this week on the way home, one of the days from work, I decided, hey, I'm going to stop by Marshall's to grab some stuff. And, of course, I swing by the holiday attire section, and, I'm, and I spot something. I'm like, oh, that looks nice. So I put it on, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and, you know, just kind of looking at myself. And the gal, an employee, comes by. She's like, ma'am, I just want you to know that's actually a tree skirt. <laughs> Chris, here's what I told Chris. Imagine I had gone to the fitting room, tried it on, you know, but I'm one of these people that's just really annoying. I just try it on in the aisle because I don't have time to go to the fitting room. So I try, imagine I would have come, you would have seen me in quite the tree skirt. So whether you're wearing a tree skirt or you're wearing a sweater or just regular clothes, I'm very glad you're here today. Are you glad you're here? Yeah. yeah? And if you see a great tree skirt, you know who to gift it to. <sighs> that was really funny. I could not stop laughing. The girl was like, I thought you knew. And I was like, I don't understand. It has like these things here. Anyway, she's like, it looks great on you, but anyway. Um, well, as you just heard, we have started our Advent series, and last week, Grant um, was encouraging you, as I will encourage you today, to really come throughout this series, to really get the flow of the message we are um, trying to get across, the message that God might have for you during this time of year. It all flows together. Last week, Grant spoke about anticipation and expectation that we might feel during this holiday season. And, you know, before that, you guys filled out these Dear Santa letters. And, you know, a lot of these are filled with, you know, kind of anticipation and expectation. Uh, there's everything in here from I want a new purse to I want a squishmallow to, um, you know, uh, a lot of people wished for grace and peace, and some of you wished for more time with God, and, you know, you listed out some of the good things you did in here that was so nice to, you know, read. Um, you listed from caring for aging parents to making bracelets for friends. Uh, you listed all sorts of things in here. Uh, little Brayden, who's eight years old, are his parents here, Sean, Isabel, or grandparents here? I saw them walk in. All right, Linda and Gary. He said this. He said, I did nothing good, but I'm a good person. <laughs> so he said he did nothing good, but he's a good person. And he also wants a cat for Christmas. So good luck with that, Mom and Dad. I barely want the dog I have, so... All right, so, so many wonderful things that have happened this year that Grant and I got to read, and so many things that are wished for. 
And so that, you know, that really encompasses a lot of anticipation and expectation that, you know, maybe we feel when we think about Christmas. And today I get to talk about the white elephant kind of portion of this season. So the white elephant, if you don't know what this is, it's generally a game that you play this time of year. And there's all sorts of rules depending on who you play with, how you play with, right? You've, you've, you've probably heard a lot of it. But it is usually played as a fun gag gift kind of gift exchange. Now, sometimes people say, let's not do gag gifts, let's do gift cards, let's do candy bars, whatever it is. Um, there's a series of giving and taking and stealing and, you know, whatever it is. But again, depending on who you are, how you play, rules are different. But typically, it is played with gifts that are kind of weird. Kind of weird, maybe a little disappointing. You know, you open it, you're like, oh, a potato peeler, thanks, you know? Um, sometimes these gifts are kind of a mystery and you don't really know how to use them. They might confuse you. But some white elephant gifts might pleasantly surprise you. And, you know, some white elephant gifts might turn out to be more than what you expected when you initially received it. And so, you know, usually folks uh, fall on one camp or the other. They either really like this game or they don't like this game. So, so what do you think? Do you like the game? Do you not? What's the consensus out here? How many people enjoy it? How many people don't enjoy it? Wow, I don't enjoy it. I'm with you guys. So we win because I'm up here today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I can share my reasons later. But, um, but anyway, but typically... Uh, people really lie on one side or the other. We think of games, we think of presents. So I was looking around my house and I was trying to find a white elephant gift that I've kept and I really couldn't find one or I didn't remember I got it as one. Um, I really haven't had a real memorable white elephant gift. But what I do have is this air fryer right here. This is my air fryer straight from my house. I don't even know if we cleaned it. Did we clean it? We did not clean it. <laughs> Don't look in there. Um, so the story behind this air fryer is that several years ago, before the air fryer craze, okay, before the air fryer craze, I was at my cousin's house one uh, evening, and she was making French fries in here. And I was like, what is this? Like, you just, you cook, air, you cook French fries in there? She's like, oh, yeah, it's great. And, and you fry things. And, and she told me all about this, and, and I was impressed. And, you know, she's not really like a kitchen gadget kind of lady. And so the fact that she was impressed impressed me even more. Well, my birthday was right around the corner, and guess what she shows up with? an air fryer. And you know, I don't know about you, but I, I like purses. I like gift cards. I like makeup. I like shoes. But she showed up with an air fryer. So I was like, oh, thanks. Okay. And then I opened it and I was, I was like, oh, this is not actually a gag gift. There's an actual air fryer in here. So, and the reason I was kind of disappointed too was because I didn't think this was very practical for our family. We have six people, right? I have four hungry kids all the time. And at the time, actually, when she gave this to me, I think there was nine people living in our house. 
But I didn't think it was very practical. I mean, without showing you the inside, look at this basket. It's not very big, right? How, how am I supposed to make stuff for four hungry kids, one hungry husband? Like, it just, it didn't seem very practical. Um, but, you know, now I had an air fryer. And I didn't use it for quite some time because I didn't really understand it. I'm not really a read the instructions kind of girl, you know? So I went on, I went off, I went temperature. That's all I want. And this was more involved. But my cousin gave me this gift. So eventually, I had to figure out how to use it. Well, I started doing one thing and another in there, and I started being very pleasantly surprised at the things I was able to do. And now, years later, years later, I don't think one day goes by without me using my best friend right here. I don't think one day goes by. Kaylee makes cinnamon rolls in here. Chris makes his breakfast sandwiches in here. I've made cheesecakes in here. You can do roast. Anyway, it's, this sermon is not sponsored by air fryers, okay? <laughs> but um, we have turned out it. We have come to really love our air fryer. Now, this is a very simple, simple illustration to try and kind of understand our topic that we have on the table today. Because white elephant gifts, or gifts that we get that we didn't necessarily ask for, can be a little bit weird, maybe a little disappointing, a little bit of a mystery, confusing, but maybe also pleasantly surprising, and maybe more than what we expected. And I wonder, I wonder if when Jesus showed up on the scene, if a lot of people thought them, this of him. Maybe he felt a little bit like a white elephant gift. A little bit weird, a little bit weird. Maybe a little disappointing in some situations. Very much a mystery, very confusing maybe but also pleasantly surprising and maybe more than what we ever understood or could have expected. So let's take a quick look at how people reacted to Jesus, this gift, right? We know that this season everyone talks about the gift of Jesus and the gift and the gift. Let's look at this gift and how people reacted to him. Let's start off by the, by, with the first people to encounter this gift, his mother and father. In Luke 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 33, it says, His mother and father were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is a sign to be the cause and the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And then he says this specifically to Mary at the end. He says, And a sword will pierce your innermost being too. So right off the bat, you know, the whole virgin, Joseph, Mary, we know that that story is, you know, kind of confusing to some people, right? But then he goes and he says this to Mary, Simeon. Now, I don't know about you, but as a mother, I would have a million questions after that statement. A million questions after your innermost being will be pierced as well. And here she was, as Grant said, filled with anticipation and expectation only to be kicked in the gut with this next sentence, right? That would feel 
a little bit like a mystery, yes? A little bit confusing, confusing in her heart. What will happen? What will he do? What will this look like? How will all this work? She had no idea until she did. Until she did. When Jesus was older, he did many things that other people thought were weird and confusing as well. One of those times was when he went to eat at someone's house. In Matthew chapter 9, it says, Matthew invited Jesus and his disciples to his home as dinner guests, along with many tax collectors and other disreputable sinners. But when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with such scum? When Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. And then he added, now go learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to show mercy, not offer sacrifices. For I have come to call those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. For I have not, for I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. So I think Jesus did a lot of things that were weird, that confused people, yes? Are you following? You know, Jesus disappointed his close friends when things didn't work out according to their plans. Mary and Martha were two of his closest friends and whom he extremely disappointed when he delayed rushing to their house to save their brother from dying. Now I've paraphrased these next few verses for the sake of time, but this is found in John chapter 11, one through 22. It says, a man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. The two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. Although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. When Jesus arrived in Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had been in his grave for four days. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary, she was not so happy, it said, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if, you had on, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So this was very disappointing, very confusing to his friends. Why would he let this happen? Then there was a moment where Jesus surprised someone with grace and mercy. And he did this with his last breath on the last day when Jesus was being crucified and nailed to the cross. He was nailed to the cross next to two thieves who were also being killed for their, for their crimes. And one thief challenged Jesus and said, you could save us right now if you wanted to. But the other thief cried out to Jesus and asked for mercy. And here's how Jesus surprised him. In Luke 23, it says, we deserve to die for our crimes. But this man, he's talking about Jesus, has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. On this day... This thief was surprised by grace and mercy. And my last example, my last example is when Jesus was able to grasp a little bit, have a little bit of an understanding 
of who Jesus really is. Next slide, please. He was able to grasp something so much more than expected. In Matthew 16, Jesus is asking, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But then he, Jesus, asked him, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. So Jesus was kind of a white elephant, yes? He surprised people, he confused people, he did weird things, he did things that seemed like a mystery, he did things that surprised you, he did, he did things, I mean, I can't get him into all the stories today. He healed, he spoke, he talked to people, he, he, according to you know, the social norms, he shouldn't have. He did all these things. He's kind of weird, maybe disappointing, maybe a mystery and confusing, maybe all those things, but maybe, just maybe, turn out to be so much more. So my question to you this morning is where do you find yourself in this Advent season when you ponder the gift that Jesus is? Think about the gift that Jesus is. Where do you find yourself in this? Are you in a place where you're still figuring out this faith thing? Or you're just starting this faith thing? And things are maybe a mystery to you? Things are a little bit weird? You don't really know what, what to do? What to, things are confusing? Perhaps, you know... You, things have not worked out in your life the way you have envisioned them, and you sit here and you're confused today, maybe a little disappointed. Are you in a place where you have been surprised in the way which Jesus has put some joy and grace in your life amongst all the things? And, and this has surprised you in ways that you never expected. Are you in a place where Jesus is so much more that you could even describe into words that just the thought of this overwhelms you right now? Are you in a place where you find yourself somewhere in this list? Do you find yourself everywhere on this list? Do you find yourself more here, more there? Where do you find yourself? I'm gonna tell you this morning that wherever you find yourself this morning, Wherever you find yourself this morning, you are invited to come and receive him. Receive him time and time and time again. All the time. Jesus does not make a list and check it twice to see if you've been naughty or if you've been nice. Did you guys expect me to sing right there? Come on. I could have self-control today. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. But he does not make a list. We are all invited to receive him in all the stages we are at, in all the ages we are at, all the weird, all the mystery, 
I, I want you to know that if you feel stuck this morning, if you feel stuck because, you know, I don't know, things are disappointing, what God's doing is such a mystery to me, this is happening, I don't know why, I want to encourage you today because the fact that you are here, maybe, maybe trying to figure that out, maybe wanting more, that means something. If you're in a place where you've been able to grasp some of this understanding and you've been able to contemplate what this gift means in your life, I want to encourage you this morning. I want all of us to be encouraged this morning because whether you walked in that door for the first time this morning or you've walked in the door 500 times this morning, wherever it is from the youngest to the oldest person in the room, this gift of Jesus is for all of us. It's for all of us in all of the things that that Jesus encompasses. And today, I'm going to invite you and I'm going to ask you that you would be here and I'm going to say, let us come and adore him this morning. Let us come and adore him. Would you guys move this for me now? So what does that look like when I say, let's come and let's adore him this morning? Here's what I want you to do. A few weeks ago, you may have been here for Power Outage 2023 New Song Church. Who was here? Yeah? Very good. There's a lot of us. It was fun, huh? It was fun. So a few weeks ago, if you don't know, about 15 minutes Before the service began, it was literally 9.45 when I looked at my watch when Justin came up behind me and said, hey, just so you know, we lost power everywhere. (laughs) What? 9.45. And within a matter of about 20 minutes, many, many of you rallied. The band rallied. Everyone rallied. We had worship outside. We had communion outside. We We had an outside service that morning, yes? It was so, so great. And that morning, if you remember, I gave the shortest sermon ever. Do you remember that? That's probably the only thing you remember. You're like, that was a great Sunday, Melody. Good job on that five-minute sermon. I did. I had 19 pages of sermon to get through. And I went straight to page 19 that morning, and I just gave you the point. But that morning, if you remember, I give you four words, four words to take with you that day. And I think God is so funny. I was like, God, did you do that on purpose? Of course, because God is in every detail. And so, you know, when I think about those four words that I gave you that morning, these four words kept resonating with me this week as I prepared for this. So today I want us to sit with these words, to contemplate these words. I'm gonna give you some instruction. But today, with fully powered lights and audio and no megaphone distortion, no electrical guy on the street trying to fix the problem, no distractions as much as possible, I would like to invite us to come and take a moment and adore him. And here's what I would like to do. I would like us to take a moment and dwell with Jesus this morning.
If you don't know what that means or you want to head out the door, please don't. Give me a second to explain. Let's take, let's take refuge in our Jesus this morning. Let's dwell with him. Let's engage with him. Let's delight with him. And I would like to do that as we light the candle of peace this morning. I have prayed this morning as, as, as I will read through the next several lines that you would not only come and adore him, but that these words that I'm going to say in the next few minutes would provide some measure of peace for you today. Again, I don't know where you're at. Is it you're in a weird place? You're in a confusing, a mysterious place? You're in a place where maybe you're disappointed? You're in a place where you're, you're doing okay and and you've been pleasantly surprised, or you're in a place where you can truly, truly understand a little bit of the gift that we have been given with Jesus, I am praying that this morning that you would feel spoken to during this prayer. So if you would close your eyes for me and hear these words. Jesus, this morning we want to adore you here. Jesus, we want to take refuge in you. There's some things that make us feel scared. There's some things that make us want to run. There's some things that make us want to stay at home, not even try to go out not try to maintain relationships, try to get close to you, Lord. Lord, would we run to you? Would we take refuge in you? Your word says in Isaiah 41, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. My friends, you are in the hands of God this morning. Take refuge in knowing that. Jesus, we want to dwell with you here right now. Lord, would we take a minute to catch our breath and stop from running from one thing to another to another, from going, going, going. Sometimes we busy ourselves so much that we don't take a moment to think about what is happening around us, Lord, because it's just too much sometimes. Lord, in this space, as we are taking refuge in you this morning, would we dwell in this space with you this morning and just be quiet? So many of us are afraid to be quiet because the quiet spaces are, are scary, God, but sometimes maybe the quiet is exactly what we need. Lord, would we not feel overwhelmed by this moment, Lord, but would we feel overwhelmed in peace in this moment, Lord, as we dwell here with you? 
When Samuel, your word says, now then stand still and see the great thing that the Lord is about to do, the God that created time and space, created you here today, my friends. Let us dwell with the God, the creator of all things. Lord Jesus, we ask that you would engage us here. Lord, as we have these moments, God, as we're all, our thoughts are racing through our head, Lord. Maybe we have zero idea what to say. We're trying to avoid it at all costs right in this very moment, Lord. Lord, would we at least be able to call your name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. In Isaiah 48, it says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you, who directs you. Lord, would you engage us? And lastly, Jesus, would we delight with you here today? Would we delight in the fact that God, it just says these white elephant gifts as we're talking about, Lord, sometimes we don't know what's what they are, what to expect, what to do, Lord. But Lord, in all your mystery and wonder, and Lord, in all the things you invite us to come and receive you, would we delight in that today? Psalm 62 says, Truly my soul finds rest in God. He is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I will never be shaken. Yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. Trust in him. Lord, would we find delight in you today as we come and adore you. Jesus, you are so much more than a simple gift or a warm, fuzzy feeling at Christmas time, Lord. You are so much more. In John 6, Peter says, we believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. We say this morning that you are the Holy One of God. And Jesus and John, you said, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. Lord, I ask that as we spend these last few moments in quiet, Lord, that we would, we would run to you. That we would take refuge in you. Engage you and delight in you, Lord. That looks different for each and every one of us, God. God, would you speak to us today?
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's end this time here together standing and singing, Oh Come, Let Us Adore Him. Will you stand this morning? We just sang, Oh Come, Let Us Adore Him, and we're about to take communion together. And we celebrate Him in the way that He showed us to remember Him and to remember that this is the gift. This is the gift, his body broken, his blood shed for us. This is what the gift is. I'm gonna invite Grant to be up here with me and hold your communion. We'll take it together as you get back to your seat in a moment. If you are just joining us for the first time today or maybe don't quite understand why we do this every Sunday, again, we do this because we were instructed to, to remember the great gift that we have been given that we didn't deserve, we couldn't ever earn on our own. We were destined for something else. But because we were given this great gift, this great gift, we are able to have hope we are able to have peace and some days that's harder than others to actually grasp, yes? Some days that is really hard. But we know, at least we want to know or we try to know or, or we try to understand what it means to have someone who's beyond us, someone who is in charge, someone who is the creator of all things, Who's, who is doing what he's doing, we don't get to know. We don't get to know, and that's the end of it. One day, one day we will. But right now, we do this, and we remember that there was someone who come and broke his body for us. Let's take the bread. blood was shed for us. Let's take the cup. Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Will you take those words with you this week? Will you run to Jesus for refuge? Will you dwell with him there? Will you engage him? And perhaps that will lead you to delight in the fact that we don't get to know. But we know that he knows. And we get to say, Jesus for this gift and we adore you for it let's keep singing